Welcome to Whiskey in the Stream, where we play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons in a homebrew setting. This is a real play podcast, so there will definitely be adult language and likely situations and or decisions that will make you question our morals. This is your adult content warning, so send the kids to bed. My name is Panda, and I voice the fiery Aurora. Let's do this. Hey there, everyone. So we've got a bit of a technical issue. I didn't pull the audio before it got deleted off of Twitch, and my backup failed. So we are missing our July 29th episode entirely. The good news is that Aurora does a fantastic job of the recap in this episode, so you guys won't really miss a whole lot. Mostly the laughing, the uhs, and the ums, and a couple of dick jokes that just didn't make it into her notes. But... I hope that this will make up for the difference. Her synopsis is about 10 minutes long, so hopefully you won't miss anything. Thanks for bearing with us on this one. Sorry. Please enjoy. All right, so Caitlin did the recap last time. Everyone else, please roll a d20 and logos. Oh, balls. Hello. Oh, shite. Kaylin left Nevin's house to go find the group. Gurdon and Aurora are at Clara's house. Peppa is at Nevin's house contemplating on sneaking in. Root is at the bakery. Peppa leaves Nevin's house and heads to the bakery. She's waiting in line. She asks for a raspberry scone and a coffee. She asks the baker about the theft problem with their oil after explaining that she is working with the fire department. She asks Root to follow her to her office. The baker didn't notice it for a while, but the jugs never came back. She didn't notice how long the cooking oil had gone missing. It was mostly vegetable oil, but also some used lard. Lard is thicker, but adds a rich, creamier, cre- Let me spell that right. Creamier texture. She says that they're short 14 jugs. Some jugs are actually coming back. On three occasions, there was a black puddle, and it smelled like decaying flowers and roses. There are some sticks laying together, tied around with some string like a picture frame. The baker's name is Enna. Enna asks where the fires were happening. Root told her in residential areas, not the businesses. She she looked surprised that the oil was so flammable because she thought it would only be smoky. Enna said that the fire department had an order for several boxes and asked Root to deliver three boxes of donuts and bagels. Root wants to know where the oil is kept. Enna leads her back to the to the back in the alley. Enna discovers that there are two more missing, so 16 total now. Root sees a a little bit of spilt brownish liquid near a broken pitcher frame in the middle of a black puddle. Root looks at the pitcher frame, and it's tied with mismatched pieces of trash to keep it together, slick with the black liquid. Mm -hmm. Aurora and Gurdon are at Clara's house. Aurora just wants to stay hidden and just observe what's going on in the house. They are stealthing. We stand outside the, wi- the window, the blinds are drawn. We can see inside, but we don't see too much. Clara will march off every now and then, and Dinah follows behind her, mocking her. They mutually don't like each other. Kaylin meets up with Peppa on the road. Kaylin tells Peppa about Mr. Sparks and his suspicions about it being off or evil. His paws are wet, but he didn't know what they were wet with. Kaylin thinks that Mr. Sparks got his name from the fire. He likes to start... Kaylin really wants to take the lion away from Nevin and make magic checks on it. Peppa asked if Kaylin thinks that Mr. Sparks is a threat to Nevin. He said no. 
After a while of watching Clara and Dinah, Gurdon gets bored and sniffs the air. He smells used lard. Aurora asks if it came from the house. Gurdon notices a small line from the top of the house, a little bit off the ground. It looks like it's spilt out of the attic of the house and there's no trace of it, a dribble down of oil. Gurdon looks at the puddle at his feet. Root opens up the fire department donuts. One has lady fingers. It has images of a cute imp on it. Root eats one donut. At the end, there was a little hint of heat. The lady fingers of imp are near. I don't know what I meant by that. The second box has cream-filled and jelly-filled donuts. Gurdon notices that it's definitely cooking oil, but there's something else mixed in it. It has black in it. Gurdon goes into the middle of the road. Root sees someone who's warforged. Kaylin and Peppa are about 15 feet away from us. Gurdon uses a flint and steel and it erupts into a huge column of smoke and a low heat fire. Aurora notices that the black oil mixing is like is acting like a wick. The rest of the cooking oil is smoking heavily. It looks like black wicks are sticking out, very thin ones. We're starting to get a little bit of a crowd. Peppa yells skunk and she lets out a puff of skunk smell. Some people are confused yelling about a burning skunk. Most people leave. Everyone can hear the fire department sirens coming closer. Aurora runs towards the house of a woman that can send this message spell. Kaylin runs towards the firefighters to let them know that they don't need to waste their time. Peppa tries to smother the fire. Peppa gets a whiff of burning oil and dried flour slash potpourri. Um, Peppa puts the fire out with a frying pan. Root is trying to find the firefighters to give them their donuts. Aurora gets to the message late message spell lady's house. She is shooing people away from her house. Brenda is her name. Waiting for the fifth person. Uh, she sent the message for the firefighters. Regular adult civilians come to request it. She says that she always waits for a couple of people to request before she sends it. Gurning kicks the pan off and the fire reignites again. Root sees the fire reignited. Kaylin sees the fire fires firefighters and starts waving his hands. The dogs get to him first and they are nipping at him for crowd, crowd control. Amy comes up with the wagon. Kaylin explains that Gurdon is running tests and is in control of the situation. The kids run up to the dogs. Nevin looks at Mr. Sparks confused and runs to go pet the dogs. The firefighters dump sand into the fire. They nod at Gurdon who is sitting on the ground eating jerky. The firefighters ask what was in there. Gurdon said that he found some goo and wanted to see if it was flammable. Gurdon explains and points to Clara's house that it's on her house. Clara's standing in her doorway, kicking behind her at something. Gurdon goes to the side of the house to show the firefighters the black goo. Kaylin tells Amy that the black goo might be what the fires might be. Amy sniffs the air and she notices the donuts that Root is holding. Rora asks if she knew anyone high up in magic. She makes a face when she mentions the Bard Colleges, also schools of magic. Brenda says there are lots of people who can cast the, mes the message spell. She says the fires that the fires are happening in her neighborhood more recently. Brenda said there that there were a couple of people in the neighborhood that can cast message. Kaylin tells Brenda that there should be a warrant made for the Logos household for Mr. Sparks, the stuffed animal. Root shares inf information with Aurora, Gurdon, and Kaylin before he went to go talk to Brenda. Gurdon and Aurora go up to Clara. Um, Clara accuses the hoodlums of riffraff. Aurora asks and eventually convinces Clara to let her in. Dinah tugs on Aurora and whispers that she knows where the key is. Dinah says that Aurora can't, that she tells Aurora that she can't grab it with Clara around. 
Gurdon tries to distract her in the ki kitchen with his cooking. She isn't having it. Dinah tells Aurora that it's under the bread box. Aurora grabs it with a horrible sleight of hand. Clara screams at Aurora for stealing her bread box. She hands it to Aurora, who pays one silver piece for a slice of bread because she's hungry. Gurdon is causing a ruckus, not well. Then the firefighters are trying to restrain us because Clara is screaming in hysteria. Dinah lets Kaylin says, Dinah lets Kaylin in and says, "You're big." We're looking for the attic. She screams that the attic access is over there. She shows Kaylin the door. She says that it's locked and it hasn't been opened in 15 years. Aurora opens the door, makes eye contact, and nods to Gurdon. Kaylin goes to sh shush her and she throws herself on the ground. There are self several jars, several sticks of frames with black liquid under it, and more clearish brown oil in the attic. There isn't a trace of oil above three feet. Aurora follows footprints around the room, back to the stairs, back to the oil, back to the stairs, back to the oil, back to the stairs. She's following her own footprints. Joyden, Gurdon joined in for a bit. She eventually figured out that was her own footprints. Mr. Sparks introduces himself to Root. They go to the attic. Mr. Sparks threw a small rock through the frame and it hit Aurora in the back of her head. She turned around and saw nothing. Gurdon gets a nut too. The oil is rippling around him. Aurora counts a dozen containers up here. She grabs one container. Mr. Sparks reaches out a hand, sees the stairs, sees firefighters scolding Kaylin, reaches his hand out, wiping across the stairs, and retracts his handbag. Aurora fell down the stairs but landed nicely and is now covered in oil. Gurdon notices the first steps are clean, then there's oil, then spread from her fall. Mr. Sparks sticks his hand out through again and smears again. Gurdon makes his save and feels sticky. The steps should have had two shiny tracks, but is now covered in oil. Mr. Spark says that he needs to go. His buddy needs him. Root says that she had fun, but how can she get in contact with him? He says that she already has a way, the frame. He, smear he smears his arm across her frame. She asked who his buddy is, and he said that there are some mean people. He says he's protecting a little boy that lives near here. He's always sad. Aurora gives Dinah the key tucked up in the cobalt stuffed animal. So the oil was poured, scraped into the peanut bowl uh, that they were using. And instead of small rocks, it was peanuts and walnuts and cashews that was being thrown through the frame uh, into the back of Aurora and Gurdon's head. During this time, uh, Peppa, you had helped yourself to a pretty nice sizable bagel and you and Splinter were sitting outside watching the shit show in front of Clara's. Um, there were firefighters coming in and out. People were trying to get things organized. You would see Gurdon's head pop up on different windows. He would just throw something open, yell, nope, close a window. You'd see a, a chair go flying by. So you, you're just feeding Splinter, having a bite yourself, just, just watching it go. Uh, and the whole time, like, there's this noise that increases in volume and pitch, uh, eventually becoming this harpy screech you can't really make out any sort of words it's just this constant screeching noise um, eventually you hear some thumping which you recognize to be Amy stomping around downstairs um, after a little while Gurdon, the firefighters Kaylin, Aurora and the harpy woman uh, she looks like a normal half elf it's the same Clara from before, but the noises she's emitting are definitely unique. Um, 
they come out and they are holding these large jugs. Aurora is half coated in oil. Um, Durden is getting a little bit of it matted on his uh, on his paws, but it's not nearly the case where Aurora has had it like splash up on her. So everyone has evacuated from Clara's house. Clara has continued her screeching now at whatever firefighters that she caught and kept inside her house for the purpose of yelling. Uh, Root, you are currently on the rooftop uh, by yourself with an oily patch on the roof next to you. Uh, the frame that he had stepped through has skidded off of the roof and just fallen to the ground. Uh, now that you are recognizing what's going on, you see several other sticks that have remnants of string on it uh, that were very likely also frames that had just skittered off of the roof at some point. So, you guys are gathering together, I'm assuming? Or are you setting fire to her house? I think at this point, it's more likely that we're trying to decide whether or not she is directly involved because of the volume of oil and vessels in the attic of her house. Unless... You have been shooed out of the house, uh, but you are standing close to the fire carriage uh, with Amy and a couple of firemen who are like standing with their arms crossed, obviously not really paying any attention, but they check over their shoulder to see if it looks like they're chastising you. Look. What I found. Um, and Root, she is holding one of those blue jugs of oil that look like they probably belong to the bakery. Yes. And Aurora Root is currently holding a bundle of sticks and string. So, Gerdon and I found... Hold on, hold on. We found an attic full of jars okay okay um so aurora's gonna tell ruth that we went into clara's attic and there was black goo everywhere frames jars and i took one of the jars so this may be where some shit is going down and where some of your baker's drugs are we found her jugs Some of her jugs, not all her jugs. Baker's jugs? Yes. I have one of her jugs in my hand. Garden is gently holding the other. It's oily. So I can show the baker I have a jug of hers. Her jug. It's a big jug. Yes. Get confirmation from the baker it is one of her jugs, and then we could hopefully go after Clara. And I have met Mr. Sparks, who is not. Just a animal. You what? Yeah, Mr. Sparks. Mm, uh, we should be very careful. We, uh, you know, when we get in contact with him because, uh, how was you experience with him? It, it was good. I must apologize to Aurora and Gurdon, though, because we were the ones throwing that. Get these nuts. I told you I wasn't imagining it. You were throwing, how are you throwing nuts at them? 
Here's a picture cranes. It's like a portal. So Root does have one kind of hanging off her elbow that is still intact. It's about, you know, normal eight by eleven size picture frame. Uh, and she's got a little cup of a small bowl, a bit of salt and a bunch of black oil in it. And then a bundle of smaller sticks. How is it how is it like a portal? You take the goo and you rub it over the frame and then you can see through the frame, and that's how we saw you guys, and we started throwing nuts through it and hitting you. Can you do it right now? Do the thing. I would imagine it would need some magic. Let's go somewhere not in the middle of the street. Can we do this? Because um, the middle of the street's where I do my experiments. We can go to the back of Clara's house. <laughs> but also, yeah, this is. It also summons Mr. Spark. So does he hail from Narnia? <laughs> I don't know. Because uh, if this is the Mr. Spark that uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm glad I know it's not just a stuffed animal. Well, let's. Because um, he's a protector of a small sad boy. Let's yeah, move that, into an alley. Never. And he's on his way back to Nevin now. Okay, okay. Yep. Question. If we summon Mr. Sparks, what do we do with him? Well, let's move out of the middle of the street and let's see if it even works and doesn't require additional magic. Because this might be something that we need to involve Captain Amar and Amy in. Uh, I'm right next to you. You, my good lady. Yeah, I mean, I know magic. I can create bigger water from smaller water. Okay. That's something. Well, uh, <laughs> would you like to observe? Because this could be the potential, you know, cause of Neil's headache. The, the stuff. I'm sure you have second view. Well... Maybe, Rude, did you say he was he was not a stuffed animal? He was not a stuffed animal. He was an oily creature. He was covered in like the black oil that we keep seeing at these different fires. And there was also some left behind in the big scurvy. But it just so happens to have the same name as the stuffed animal. Is that... Is that right? Yeah, and he comforts a sad boy, which I don't know if you mean the child named Nevin, but he's a fairly sad boy. With reason, of course. Let's move to this side area over here and let's see if it'll work. So, you all want me to follow you into the alley so you can summon the not stuffed animal? You you can do whatever you want, my good lady. That's great. Um, yeah, you know what, just, um, one of you guys send me a message when you get this sorted. Thank you for the, for the delivery, by the way. Enjoy the Lady of Empanina figures. Oh, I will, they're always so fluffy. All this and more. Alright, uh, so she 
looks over and sees that Clara has quieted down and is now staring intently. Um, so then she reaches up onto the carriage and picks up her big axe and turns and holds the handle out towards you and she goes, no offense. And don't do any of that nonsense again. None of it. Tonk, tonk, tonk. And she just, like, taps your shoulder with the handle part. Uh, uh, Kaylin, sorry. I pointed at a screen as if you can tell what I'm looking at. <laughs> as soon as it was on, you'll see one light just kind of. <laughs> I'm so sorry, ma'am. I won't let it happen again. Good. We've learned our lesson, ma'am. I will file that report and stuff, things, and. You absolutely would put my full name, Kaylin. We're sorry, ma'am. And like, Aurora's gonna like wave it, like, at Clara. Her her nose goes much higher than you think that it should be able to normally. If it rains, she may drown. Okay, she's gonna walk away and like pull root. Like, come on, let's do this. Might, might not be involved at all. But let's see if we can summon this thing with or without magic. I mean, I know she's not involved, but... We don't know that for sure. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so are, are we in a, a different area? Yeah. Uh, for sure, does everybody want to go to an alley and then attempt it here? Do you want to go back to Einrich's? Um, how far away do you guys want to get before you just start slathering oil on this frame? I want to see it now. Should we have an authority figure present? Well, we tried and she walked away. <laughs> well, well if, first of all, it might not work. Second of all, we could just have Root talk to him. I'm just introducing my friends. You can go back to Nevin, and that be it. We're not doing anything substantial, and we don't even know if it'll work. We probably shouldn't say the child's name. That might invoke suspicion that we know exactly who he is. Yes. Mr. Spark. He might might recognize you, Caitlin. Well, if he does, then we absolutely know he's tied to the stuff family. Well, so I think it might be a good for me to be there. Yeah. And that way I know it. I mean, was he talking in common? Yes. I don't know what we would do with that, but I know the shit I heard was... We hit it with a hammer? Well, he's a slippery fella, so he might just hit him. Mm. Disadvantage on melee attacks? Well, we give it some ideas. My bad. Sorry. It's already there. It's fine. Don't mind when the DM takes notes. Sorry, guys. Actually, I think uh, our our DM 
be a, you know, a good point that we should, maybe we should go back to Heinrich instead of just an alley, right? Maybe a closed space could be good. It might could. And one of the rooms without a window, and I'll stay in front of the door. I agree with that. That's fine. And then do we fall in and break the frame afterwards? Well, I'm curious to see what would happen if we try and do that in front of the stuffed animal. That would be true. So you want to feel the stuffed animal, then summon him next to the stuffed animal. Yeah, I want to summon Satan, apparently. <laughs> you want... Wait. Okay, I think I'm confused. You want to destroy the stuffed animal? Never said destroy the stuffed animal. I was okay. curious to see what would happen if we summoned him with the frame near the stuffed animal. Oh, okay. Like, next to it, and what would happen. Okay. But, I mean, I'm, I'm fine. Aurora's fine with going with the group back to Einrich's, but, I mean, that's we something. We at the bakery and confirm the stolen jars on our way back. Yes. Yeah, let's do that. Yes. Okay. And report where we found it. Clara's everybody. Yeah, this is a big, this is a big oily jug, so let's get a walk on. It's a big jug. Alright, so you guys gathered the two jugs that you have. As you're leaving, you notice that Amy had tried to leave and then apparently saw you guys with the jugs and then remembered the rest of them. So now she and the other firefighters are starting to bring the jugs down out of the house. Um... It did involve Clara's... Oh, okay. Um, so you... Got it. And they ask him, like, you know, they're not quite sure, so then they point to the boxes that you... That root dropped off, like, to, to Nira's bakery? That is, that is the information my friend provided. Oh, alright. I've seen similar jokes at the bakery. And... Has reported jugs missing, matching this description. Oh, that's that's fantastic! Yeah. Um. All right. We'll we'll probably end up. Well, somebody will end up seeing you guys over there because we'll we'll send something over too. Wait, are you heading that way now? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Oh. Come come along. I mean, I. And he turns and looks, and or she turns and looks, and sees Clara starting to ramp herself up as more firefighters are going in and coming back out. With, yeah, you know, here, let me help you with that. And she reaches out and grabs the jug from you, Aurora. Uh, a ride? There be more Lady of Infingers in it. Man, I'm really not supposed to use this for that. If you can, it's fine. I have bad. We do. Where's your paper? Did you <laughs> did you say you need to commandeer my vehicle for a state purpose? Yes, ma'am. We did. I understand. But we will need your assistance in driving and navigating the vehicle. Does that work with you? Absolutely. Amy, I cannot let it go by itself. All right, hurry up, climb in before anybody starts asking me any kind Amy, of. Amy, we'll be back questions. for y'all. Bye. Hop in. All right. Uh, so there really isn't any room inside the carriage. There's the, the runner board up front where you can sit. There's some room on top. And then other than that, there are runners on the side with handles. 
that you can hang on to. Um, looking into part of the window, you can see that there actually is a lot of equipment in there as well as large tanks, uh, which you presume are probably filled with water. Everyone's gonna get up and start flashing his eyes. And just kind of like rotate your head as you do it. Alright, so if, she, if uh, she took one of the drugs from Aurora, then um, mm, I'm going to ask Miss Amy. Uh, I, I don't think I can grip onto anything. You mind if I sit, please? Uh, sure, I guess I gotta give this here. And she scoots the jug out of the way from it so you can sit next to her on the, the front. Thank you. And then sets the jug at your feet. Can you hold on to that? Make sure it doesn't yeah. spill. Yes, okay. ma'am. Thank you. She cracks the reins and you guys go tearing through. So instead of the 45 minute walk you're expecting, it only takes about 15 or so. Uh, people move out of the way for a fire truck. Uh, they do get a couple of odd glances as this is not usually where they go to for this particular fire truck. Um, but people still move out of the way when it makes sense to block an emergency vehicle. You make it to the bakery, uh, Nera's Bakery, um, N-E-R-A, and after a little bit of discussion you find out her name is Enna Nera. So Nera is her last name. Um, she spies you right away, Root, uh, then sees Amy. She goes up and gives Amy a big hug, and uh, they fuss a little bit, and she sends Amy to the counter, where Amy's just tippy-tapping right at the counter, just waiting. Uh, so that gives you all a moment to talk to her. Is this a joke of Enya? It is not. I expected it out of you. No, this is uh, because it's the Lady Fingers of Imp from Nira. Still don't know the reference. I'm safe from this one. But not y'all. So, Anna is available to speak with you all. So, Anna, how's it going? Anya, you know, what... Aurora, sorry, um, <laughs> is gonna, you know, when, when they get there, she's gonna grab one of the jugs and try and head in with everybody. Okay, yeah, I assume everybody goes inside. Uh, it is not nearly as crowded as it was during that breakfast rush that you were there for, Root. It has calmed down quite a bit. Uh, you all make your way inside. You're gonna approach Anna? Yes. Got it. Uh, Gurdon and Aurora are at your heels with the jugs of oil. Um, and you see that you know, her face kind of lights up and focuses on it. Uh, she obviously recognizes it, but she waits to hear from you first. Are these the jugs? We found your big old jugs! Oh, sweetie, that means different things in different parts of the city. Um, but yes, those are, those are mine. Thank you. Where did you guys find these? Did you find any more by chance? In the streets. <laughs> we found them at Clara's house. Well, Aurora and Burden found them at Clara's house in her attic. Well, some of them, not all. But there's some weird magic bullshit going on. 
Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. That busybody? What'd she have him for? Sorry, I got distracted. Uh, back to the jugs. Right. Um. So did that old busybody tell you why she had them? We didn't ask if she was involved or not. She was a little screamy. That tracks. I may have. I, I may have infuriated her or likely on purpose. But, but she didn't seem to re realize those were there in her house. According to her, she said that the door was locked for 15 years and that she didn't know where the key was, but some of the children knew where the key was, so whether she knows it's there or not, I don't know, but at least the child knows where the key is. I don't know if she knows what's inside there, but she at least knows where the key is. Wow. I don't know if there's any dust up there in the attic. There was oil. I was preoccupied by a delightful bagel, but I'm curious, did anyone find out how long she resided in the home comparatively to the locked attic? We didn't ask. Um, uh, Aurora's gonna ask Anna, like, do you know how long she's she's been living in the home? Oh, mercy. Um... I think she's been there maybe 40 or 50 years. Oh, Jesus. Mine's not. Yeah, I mean, she's pushing 90. That's, a, that's an old bitch. Well, yeah, but I mean, she's... I mean, she is half-elven, to be fair. She's uh -huh. gonna be there a while. Mm. I'm sorry. You're sorry that she's gonna be there for a while? And I'm sorry that she's going to be around there for a while. Oh my. Um, so about this, about this oil. Thank you for bringing me the oil. Is there going to be tea? So there's more at, at Clara's? Yes. Okay. Uh, you know what? Don't even worry about it. I'll work with Amy here. She can work for surprisingly cheap when she wants to. Uh, I do know they were taking a lot of it out of their house, so it shouldn't be too far from Oh, okay. Yeah, alright, so they'll, I'll, I'll just ask them to arrange the deliveries to bring it back. Um, Thank you, man. So if she didn't know they were in her house and she and they were there, I guess that means you guys are still going to look for the culprits, then? We okay. have a, we have a, a lead. Oh, good! Yeah. Okay. Oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> no not catching them swans then. You made ten smile and I don't know what you did, but thank you. <laughs> it's a hot fuzz reference. Um you have made me watch that. It's been a while. Oh, that's something I need to have um, Gil do is leap through the air whilst firing two guns into the air. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh my god, what Vasha! <laughs> Sorry. He also needs a montage scene of getting ready. Oh yeah. That needs to be animated. Not Vashta. That whole like montage. Uh, that would be so funny. I only have two animator friends, but one works for Pixar and one works for Disney, so I can't, you know. <laughs> hey. In your spare time. Can you help me and my D and D friends? For free? <laughs> you know, sixty hours of work, but like free. Who <laughs> will pay you with exposure? Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, a different kind of exposure. <laughs> so. Terrible, terrible things aside, uh, you guys organize it. She's going to get the oil delivered to her house. Uh, is there any other baked goods that you guys are going to try to pick up while you're here? I figure all of you have eaten some. I am curious really quickly, though. What is the plan with our very old oil that's being returned? So we gave her back two jugs and told her that Clara has more up in her attic, and so Amy's going to help her with that. Mm -hmm. And then we're heading back to Einrichs to see if we can summon um, a sparky oil. So I guess the bakery is just going to do what they do with decade-old oil? Well, the, they were empty, right? No, the jugs are not empty. The jugs were used oil that the bakery had had. And so... This has only been a couple months where the oil has gone missing, but the attic had been locked for 15 years. Or so she says. Reading between the lines, somebody was transporting the oil probably through the picture frames into the attic. Clark never knew. There were quite a few broken picture frames. There were bundles of sticks and rope. When I wanted to inquire about the missing oil. So that is. Oh, yes, we found picture frames, well, behind the bakery, back near the, uh, where the oil stored for pickup. You know, that's the oil. Oh, uh, it's actually part of the. I kind of forgot the word. Hang on. What's your name? Uh, the Consumables of? Guild. They orchestrate, you know, regulations and they set for, you know, qualities of standard across the different uh, food type places. EAT? We call that the CDC where I'm from. Oh, this isn't the Center for Disease Control. This is uh, consumables and edibles. This is more like um, FDA. A dispensary. <laughs> it, she looks. There's like two down the street from here. I'm a bakery. I know what happens. We have a friend we want you to meet. <laughs> His name is Mazbex. <laughs> 
and he gonna be your supplier. <laughs> Bring cash. <laughs> Bring cash. Bring cash and snacks. <laughs> and customers. Alright, so if you're looking for, you know, CB, C oil, that's at uh, about three buildings down if you're looking for that. Uh, but if you're looking for the Consumers Guild, I mean, they only come every couple of days. We'll do oil pickup, refine it. I guess they refine it. I don't know. I hope they clean it. They deliver clean oil. God, I hope it's clean oil. Can I come back here um, in a day or two? Um, let us know if you when we do uh, if you find any new frames back there. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, I gave the the one that was somehow connected. Oh, the picture frames. I again. Ah, uh, things. She's in. The, the the thief is an art dealer too. And just for the back pocket, when does the consumers guild roll up? Ah, uh, well, let's see. Ah, uh, they're probably due tomorrow. I was off yesterday. Yeah, they should be here tomorrow. Probably early afternoon. I guess I ought to ask Amy to take care of it today. Ooh, they'll be pissed. Instead of like two or three jugs, it's gonna be what? You guys found a dozen of them? They, they, they're planning. Oh, well, that's their problem. They didn't yeah. set up a number of pickup. And <laughs> you'll make up for the ones that were missing when they did go pick it up. So. Yeah. Alright, well, is there anything else I can do for you, for you fine folks while you're here? Good. Good. I'm good. So all the popular sweets, or do you want to add savory? Uh, most of these. Pops. The no, no. Unfortunately, I don't have Tootsie Pops. That's more the confectionery. Uh, actually, right next to the the dispensary, they get a lot of business. We get the people who wait a minute, um, but. Yeah, most of our stuff is sweet. Otherwise, it's sort of breads and some pastries, little donuts. Um, not a whole lot that's very savory or full meal. Just sort of, you know, bread and bread-based products. Just curious. All right, well, if you guys don't need anything, thank you guys so much for, for fixing that. And I wish you guys good luck in finding that art dealer. Uh, you guys head out. It's only about maybe a 10-15 minute walk to Einrich, so it's not too far. If it was longer when I said it before, then it's whatever I said before. I can't remember, and I didn't write it down. It takes you time to get from the bakery to Einrich's. Uh, you arrive, he's open, you guys are able to make your way up to either of the rooms that you had rented out, I mean, you guys rented all three, didn't you? Oh. So any of the rooms that you guys went to, you were able to... Yes, the least windowed room of them all. 
All right, uh, so you head to one where the window just faces sort of out at some of the other houses, so it's already partially blocked anyway. If you wanted, you could open the window and grab the shutters and close them. Uh, and then, of course, close the window again. Uh, the room. No one will do that. All right, you guys light a lantern that's in the corner so that way you have some light. Otherwise, it is, it is pretty dark in this room. So you do have that one nice hurricane-style oil lamp uh, that you can light. You all gather in together. It's a little bit cramped with all of you standing there. Uh, what's the plan? Uh, Kaylin is going to stand in front of the door, um, and he would mention to whoever is going to summon them, be ready to break the frame uh, if we need to. Should we, should we have a code word, guys? Break the frame. We're not like permanently stuck with whatever situation We have multiple frames. Okay. I think you only have the one that's put together. The other ones are all in pieces. Okay. Let's actually put those like in a drawer. If there is one. It's only at one frame, whether it's only part pieces, whatever, out in the area. Here are the fragments. <laughs> you open a random drawer in the dresser. Drop. Yep, yep. Wow, <laughs> You've got the frame, you've got the cup of oil. Who is doing what? Uh, what is the break frame code word? Not gunk. That break word is pineapple juice. It's always food. I'm gonna say breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Alright, so are we going with apple juice, breaking the law, or cacao? I like cacao. Breaking the law. Breaking the law, breaking the law. Yeah. Breaking the law. Okay. If we can add more songs to this campaign, why would Give me something to break. To give me something to break. How about that fucking frame? Okay, so just because I was gone for a second, we're all agreeing that our safe word is breaking the law? Yep. Okay. Alright, so who's holding the frame? Root. Root. Alright, Root, are you also applying the oil? Yep. Hand and oil. Smudge, smudge, smudge. Okay. Uh, as you smudge it across the top, it slowly drips back down. And you would expect it to sort of grab to the edges of the frame as well, but it does not. It does remain within that squared section and that smear on the top portion. Uh, as it fills in, the oil shimmers and waves back and forth, sort of like a soap bubble film. That's just sort of pulsing a little bit with any gentle breeze. Uh, you guys wait a minute. Nothing happens. Another couple minutes go by. Nothing's happening. 
So, does this require magic? Uh, go ahead and give me an arcana check. Sorry. You want me to do it? No, I just, I was in a, I was trying to add a spell. Um, it is magical in nature, and you think that maybe enforcing some magic through it, even something simple, might be enough to power this a little bit more. Uh, right now, it's sort of like a you're waiting for a line to pick up. You think that maybe if you force a little magic into it, you could make a better or stronger connection. All right. Um... Hold on a second. So you will druidcraft to it. Okay. Uh, what does that look like as you're imposing this druidcraft in? It's an emerald green kind of smoky cloud. Okay. Um, so as you generate that, you're holding the frame and it leaks out from your fingertips, uh, pulling together like this mist over water, and then gets pulled into the film, and the film shimmers, absorbs some of that green, and it begins to split in the middle, but the hole that you see, this iris opening up, you can see a room. Uh, it, it's a very simple room, there's not much in the way of decoration, there's a bed, uh, a drawer that looks like it's been drawn on or painted on multiple times. But the room is bobbing and jumping and bouncing all over the place, so it, it's a little disorienting to watch it bounce up and down. But eventually, you know, you guys just continue to watch it? Yeah. Yeah. Immediately, you see, like, just this portion of a face. Um, two small eyes and this little button nose. Mr. Sparks, your voice is different. Is Caitlin up at Evan's voice? Oh, yeah. Mm. One eye. Friend of Mr. Sparks, who are you? I think you might be freaking the cat. Uh, and then, like, your view picks up to the ceiling. And then it shakes back and forth real quickly. And then the picture, or the face comes in. Are you Mr. Sparks yet? No, still Mr. Sparks' friend. I am Woot. Hi. I don't know if I'm supposed to talk to strangers. Well, I'm no longer a stranger. You know my name. I am Woot. Yeah, that makes sense. What is your name? Pennywise, the dancing clown. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Georgie. See, we're not strangers anymore, Georgie. <laughs> we all float. All right. Um, yeah, hi, I'm, I'm Nevin. Hi, Nevin. Do you know where Mr. Sparks is? I mean, 
You're... You are... You're supposed to be him? I'm kind of confused what's happening right now. Uh, and then two large yellow eyes uh, fill the frame and it goes black again. I'll be right with you. Nevin, I'm going to take a nap. <sighs> okay. And you see the the camera pans over to the bed. It gets shifted up onto a pillow and you hear some rustling from behind. Okay, good night. Then this face pulls its way through the film. Oh, all of you are here. Hands reach through and pull itself out, and it drops to the floor. And you all see this foot and a half tall, um, sort of a blackish purple creature, a protruding lower jaw with six teeth. I told you it needed magic. No, it's just you sort of made yourselves known. It was kind of weird. What if I would have thrown a fireball in it? Good luck. What would have happened? I didn't open anything, so not much. Oh, incidentally. And he just kind of like waves his hand, and the the membrane just... A little bit of oil drops down on top of it. Doesn't seem to notice. So, hi, Root. Hey, Mr. Sparks, how's it go? Good. We were playing. Oh yeah, I'm covered in you. That's inappropriate. <laughs> Mr. Sparks, meet my friends. Hello. Oh, I recognize some of your heads. Our heads. You recognize our heads? Mm-hmm. The the back of our heads. Mm-hmm. Do you use Clara's attic? Who? The that lady with the attic that has a bunch of jugs that you were throwing nuts. That that location. Do you use that? Mm-hmm. Why? Because no one else's. What do you use it for? Storage. Vacation. Rude. Who are these people? Are you taking the oil from Enra's bakery? I don't know who that is, but I'm only picking up trash. Stuff people throw away. And are you hiding it in Clara's attic? Again, not sure who Clara is, but I was putting it in a room. Well, so... Do you know where the key is to your storage closet? I, I don't need one. So how do you enter your storage closet? He gestures up to the picture frame. Cause fires? Cause I, I like fire and she's gonna like whoosh, a little bit of flame. Oh, that would be handy. I see you, Mr. Oily Man, even though I'm covered in you. That's still inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So, do you like fires? Not particularly. You do not? Oh. Meh. I can't do anything with fires. Do you like setting fires? Not particularly. I'm, you know, oil is my thing, so fire usually is not that great. Fair enough. Do you know anybody who does like Yeah. There's a whole bunch of people that drive the red truck that everybody, they love fire. Yeah, they, they love fire, but do you, have you know, been around you know, have like lighting the fire, not putting it out, but starting the fire? Um, probably, but I don't think that's something you regularly talk about. I mean, we are talking about it. Right, but I mean, which one of you, like, I figure... Firefingers likes fire. She likes setting her hand on fire. So, yes, I know one person who likes setting things on fire. I made a fire. Backfire. Hey, I know two people that like fires. Three, including the big lady. What they do? She's got the horns and the big axe. She drives the, or rides on the big red truck. Oh, Miss Amy. Amy's an animal. Oh, I don't know. Whenever there's a fire, she's there, so I figure she likes them. Nevin doesn't like fire. But he likes Amy. Yeah, no. Amy is the big one with the horns, right? Yep. Yeah. So where are you from? The Feywild. How did you come to be here and with Nevin? What is it that you all want? I've never seen an oily man like you. I'm curious. What is it you all want with Nevin? We want to Nevin. To make sure he's safe. Because he's dead. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess if he didn't introduce himself, it would have been harder to figure out. Mm. I'll teach him not to talk to strangers, even if they say they're friends. Yeah. Did you talk to me earlier today? Was that today or yesterday? Yeah, that was funny. What'd you tell him? What'd you tell me? Hellish What's that mean? It's it's a joke in Sylvan. Damn. Oh, well, man, that probably sounded terrifying. I like this guy. I kind of thought you were starting fires. He just stares up at you. So, yeah, be careful with jokes. What made you attach yourself to to Nevin? Or to his? Or to? Why why are you in his stuffed animal? Who said I was in his stuffed animal? And he like narrows his eyes real harsh at you. Because you are? We could see I mean, he only That's... plays with one thing and we saw 
him bouncing around looking at you, so. Well, sir. You kind of na- spoke out of the stuffed animal. You kind of came out of a frame out of a stuffed animal. Nevin talks to a stuffed animal addressing you. You're both named the same. I mean, technically, I'm named for it. You took on the name Mr. Sparks because of the stuffed animal. No, Nevin gave me that name. Why? Well, ask him. No, don't ask him. I don't know you. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. So you and the the stuffed animal are basically one and the same. Nope. You just enter its body and just chill out. I kind of use it as sort of like a portal way to help play and make sure he stays safe. Well, there you think that you met. It's totally random, but Nevin's father at any point in history? Uh, he hangs his head. No, but that's what makes Nevin sad. Well, what makes Nevin so special that you have to keep an eye on him when there's a whole world full of people and potential children who have lost their parents. Well, he summoned me. He summoned you? Yeah. Hey. How? Yes. I, I mean, I don't really know how he did it. I, I know that he felt strongly, must have wanted a friend, and summoned me, and I, I decided to, to hang out in the in his his toys to give him someone to play with. So he summoned you from the Feywild, him himself. I suppose, yes. I mean, you know, it's like seeing the other side of a mirror, I guess. So basically, you were summoned here and then went into the toy to give him something, something more to interact with versus interacting with you directly. Uh, I mean, there wasn't a huge gap between me being summoned here and me being in the toy. It was sort of, um, he's, he tries to click his fingers, but it's just sort of. Have you ever tried to interact with him in your natural form? Um, no. Mm -mm. It's easier if he just thinks of me as his imaginary friend. That's not imaginary, basically. Yeah, pretty much. So his imaginary. Imaginary? Common is real hard. One last question from Ian. So do you go with him when he has to go to the house where you store your uh, oil? Do Do you go with him when he has to stay there for the day? Not usually. I usually, you know, watch the house, take care of errands, <laughs> mess with people. No, no. Um, the harpy lady doesn't like stuffed animals much. So, you know, I go mess with people, do my errands, get stuff set up. Set up for what? For whatever I need in that moment. Oh, that's cool. 
So why do you collect? Why do you collect oil? Because he's an oily man. Yeah, that sounds good. Do you need oil to be more oily? Is that racist? I mean, it's not racist. I'm sorry. Uh, you're the first oily man I've ever met, so it's it's really cool. You can just call me Mr. Sparks. Like, oily man just sounds weird when you say it a bunch. Sorry, that's your word, Mr. That's, Sparks. That's, <laughs> that's not what I meant. The, um, get this like curiosity. Insight. I'd like to make an insight check to see if he's really trying to hide something here. Absolutely. If it rolls twice, I'll just take the time. He's a little hard to read because his facial expressions are odd and mostly liquid. However, some of the shifting he's doing, some of the ways that he's glancing back at the picture frame and then glancing around the room, it definitely seems like he is keeping something. It's not that he's lying, it's just sort of he's omitting something. Yeah, so what's your, your guys' fixation on fire? Aurora's gonna tell um, Mr. Sparks, like, well, we've heard that there's a bunch of fires in this particular neighborhood, and we wanted to know why. Well, look, I, I keep a close eye on the neighborhood. There hasn't been a whole lot of fire. Pardon? Yeah. There's not really much in the way of fire. Everyone is saying that it's happening a lot. There's a lot of smoke, but there's not a lot of fire. Okay, well, there have been a lot of smoke happening lately. Yeah, that's a weird phrasing. That's why we say there's been a lot of fires lately. Oh, yeah, well, where there's smoke, there's usually fire, but, you know. Indeed. Not always. You know. And it's become an inconvenient. It's inconvenient? For whom? The firefighters. It's a hassle for them to have to come out all the time. They love it. They always show up right away. Uh, it doesn't mean they love it. I know Nevin loves it, but it doesn't mean they do. Oh no, he's scared of fires. Oh, you froze, Kalen. I guess you must be rebooting. That is a very unfortunate freeze, though. That is a very unfortunate freeze. <laughs> <laughs> Screenshot. Okay, Aurora's gonna ask Mr. Sparks. Nevin's scared of fire. Is he scared of smoke? Um. Oh, well, he he associates the two. Oh. Which I mean, you know, usually makes sense. Wait, let's take a pause, guys, because the stream ended. Oh. So let's wait for um him to come back on. Okay, we're back. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but the, but the broadcast... I can actually hear you guys the whole time. But uh, as much as my face was probably bad to freeze, uh, I just sent you you all. Yeah, yours was just sort of this... I have no text message. I got one. It's... Yeah. It's iPhone. It takes a little bit. It's my iPhone. <laughs>
There's a there's a distinct look of degaff across everyone. <laughs> I look suspicious as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck is this? <laughs> Everything froze. Even the fan stopped running. I'm like, today's the day. It, it's just gonna die. Oh yikes. Um, Gurdon, you look like you're the boss who's, like, about to fire the annoying guy, and you finally sit down at the table, and you're like, all right. <laughs> but they're still giving you problems. It's just like, I'm gonna need you to shut up so I can fire you now. <laughs> like, all right. Fucking irritating. It's business time now. No, sit down and shut up so I can fire you. All right. That's awesome. All right, so, uh, yeah, it froze because I told him... Um, Nothing like firefighters. And then that's where I lost y'all. Is, um, on my end of the phone, um, Kaylin, it says that the broadcast has ended. Can that be, like, our, our like, thumbnails for all of our avatars? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. What did you think about what just happened? I can assure you that more crazy, hilarious, random fuckery will go down in our next episode. You can watch us live on twitch.tv forward slash happyboomdnd every other Thursday from 8pm to 10.30pm Eastern Standard Time, depending on how many squirrels there are and how many times we can't stay focused, which is a lot. We also have recorded podcast episodes. If you go to linktr.ee forward slash whiskey in the stream, if you're on Apple or Google Podcasts, you can look up whiskey in the stream by Happy Boom Gaming. We're also on Facebook at whiskey in the stream, Twitter at Happy Boom DM, Instagram at whiskey in the stream, and also on TikTok at whiskey in the stream. So if you can keep your wits about you while we're all having our adventures in this story, then tune in next time. Thanks, guys.